welcome to Asking for a Friend, a Park Springs podcast. I'm Taylor, and each week I'll sit down with a godly mentor figure in my life and ask questions with the hope of receiving practical and biblical advice on the hard-to-navigate areas of daily life. Thank you for joining. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Asking for a Friend. I'm in the podcast studio today with Jared. Say hello. Hey, everybody. Jared is the associate pastor here at Park Springs. He also leads the college ministry. That's where I know him from. And um, yeah, he's just a general good advice giver. So I thought it would be appropriate to have him on the show. Jared, would you thanks, like to add? <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on your show, Taylor. I appreciate it. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about something that I think lots of young adults can relate to. Um that's the point of the show. But today, especially, uh, we're going to talk about trusting God's perfect timing. So just have you ever had? Oh, I'll cut that. Have you ever had anything, Jared, not go according to your plan for your life? Uh, how much time do you want me to take there, Taylor? On? You know, however long is needed. <laughs> I mean, I feel like through most of my adult time, um, you know, post 18, um, a lot of times I would begin to make plans and kind of think five years out or so like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, or this is who I'm going to date, or this is a career trajectory. And anytime I feel like I have planned too far out, it's just blown up. So, mm. so I can relate to the question. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is, uh, inevitably everybody's going to face those moments uh, where things did not go according to plan and you're going to ask God why and wonder what's what's in store, what's behind it, what's the purpose, like why, why am I waiting, why is it not going the way I wanted it to go. Yeah, and I think it's hard when you're trying to trust God in those moments and you're telling yourself these truths like, oh, God has a plan, God has a plan. But when you're in it, it's like, well... What now, God? Yeah. Um, I'm waiting. It's, it's pretty, I think, universally relatable. Yeah. if Because um, I think, you know, uh, definitely for us as as followers of Jesus, you, you try to balance like being, um, like taking an attitude of faith, but also being real with the fact that like maybe we don't understand or maybe we don't like the way things are playing out. So it is like that weird, like, I know I'm supposed to be faithful um, and is, and I, I think it's natural to ask yourself the question, um, is it unfaithful to be impatient? Is it unfaithful to question God? Why has this happened? Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't know if you've found yourself there, but I, I think that's a pretty, uh, natural thing that occurs when you find yourself waiting or not understanding, like is asking yourself the question, is it unfaithful to mm -hmm. question God? Yeah. And what would you say to that? <laughs> I would say if, if you, I would say if you read the Bible, that's a, um, um, all of the, almost all the biblical authors question God at some point. And so I, I, I don't think that's necessarily a, a mark of unfaithfulness. I think it's a, a, a mark of genuine human emotion. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, if you, I mean, a great example is the Psalms is all through it. It's, um, David asking God like where he is. Um, so it's like one Psalm Oh, it's so great that we're together, God. And then the next Psalm, it's like, God, where are you? <laughs> and so I think that's, um, it's, I think it's part of the human experience to uh, find yourself in those moments and places 
uh, not understanding, um, and which you know should, in I think it leads to a lot of places. I would say there's you know probably healthy ways to deal with those questions and unhealthy ways to deal with those questions. Mm-hmm. So, how are your coping mechanisms? Do you still have those times now? I guess that would be my next. Have question. I gotten beyond doubt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you still making plans for your life, and then when they don't align, like even as a pastor, do you still have those struggles? Well, all the time. Um, which I mean, that's a really good example. Um, so when I came on staff here at Park Springs Bible Church, right when I had graduated college, um, it was kind of a different staff at the time. Uh, it was a different pastor that hired me than is the senior pastor now. And so when he asked if I'd come be the youth pastor, I said, yes, I can come be here for a year. And then me and my wife are going to go overseas as missionaries. So I'm about to hit nine years at Park Springs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, hmm. I had a plan that was a spiritual plan, was a godly plan that that wasn't what God had in store for the past eight and a half years. Mm -hmm. And so that does continue to happen, which uh, I think the difficulty it presents is because making plans isn't a bad thing. And I would encourage most people to have some uh, foresight for their lives to not just, you know, not know what's happening month after month. But I, I think it's good to make plans. Uh, the tension is like holding them open and letting God change them. Which is difficult because um, I know by, by nature, personally, like control is something I try to hang on to a lot. So I guess my question would be your coping mechanisms back then and your coping mechanisms now for having those plans changed. How would that how is that different? Well, I don't know if I would use the term coping mechanism. I would try to say my attitude. So I feel like coping mechanism <laughs> automatically like puts it in a very negative like oh, I'm just going to like, you know. Fine, God. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Just um, <laughs> just bear it, just survive. And I, I think there's a place for um, not just survival, but thriving. Mm. Um, and it w is, you know, as I think about like me and my wife and our family. Um, so, you know, still early on the year in January, uh, we do this thing. We've only done it a couple of times, but we're making it kind of an annual tradition. We call it Us Weekend. Mm -hmm. And so we try to get away, uh, just the two of us, uh, for a day or two, and we kind of evaluate how we've been over the past year, so how we're doing physically, emotionally, spiritually, and then that's kind of like our goal-setting time, too. So we talked all about 2021, and even a little bit farther down the line, kind of next um, five years-ish, and we wrote down some goals and talked about our plans, and for us, it's always like a, this is currently where we feel God leading in the trajectory our life is on. So um, this is what we're going to start walking towards. This is our plan right now that we're going to proceed towards open-handedly expecting that probably large aspects of those plans are going to change as uh, time moves on. And as, cause like following God and understanding his will, it, it only unfolds incrementally. So I'm going to step out in faith like, hey, I think this is a good direction to proceed, but know that just as that unfolds, it's going to get clearer over time and God's going to adjust my plans, my expectations, and what I plan versus what inevitably happens is never going to be 100% the same. Mm. So I wouldn't say it's a 
coping mechanism versus an attitude. Yeah. And you ask what's changed. Um, I would say really what has changed is I'm probably just less distraught when something does mm -hmm. change. So I'd say a, a couple of times and not just, you know, wanting to be a missionary, but I, there's some other times in my life where I kind of had like, okay, this was the plan. And when that blew up, it was a lot more, just kind of felt like just a, more emotionally devastating. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say now it's just like, yeah, there's, there's still times where you have to battle disappointment and there are plans like I really wanted to happen that didn't happen. But I would say it's just, um, I think my understanding has grown that anytime I make a plan, more than likely not 100% of it's going to happen because my ability to predict the future is going to be very limited. Oh, you don't have fortune time Yeah, abilities? I don't. Yeah, no. that's not something we do at the church. Um, but if you just even think, you know, even within the church, you know, it's like, this is God's business we work for. I mean, we laid so many church plans for 2020 mm -hmm. and like two of the 17 happened <laughs> once COVID hit. So even within that, which and it was very disappointing. And, you know, that was kind of a loss this year was like we had these things we had prayed about and we're excited about for the church. And a lot of them did not take place mm -hmm. just because we didn't know what this year was going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So what would you say, based on what you're saying, it's kind of make loose plans, but don't commit to anything. So what would you say to the person asking for a friend here, by the way, that's just like, well, I'm not going to make any goals. I'm just going to go where God takes me. And, you know, wherever that may be, I'll just, you know. Wing it. Yeah, I'll just, Yolo. wherever God puts me, that's it. I, I'm just yeah. hanging out in so life. So I'm, I'm definitely not saying to not commit to anything, committing to things is good. Um, I, I so the 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 difficulty. What we have a problem with a lot of times with Jesus is that he wants it to be this relational aspect of us daily spending time with him, and we always try to reduce it to like doing the five right things to get the result we want. And so I think the fact that we don't know the future. We're not going to know the future and none of our plans are going to work out exactly how we want them. It hopefully it encourages us just to go back and be with Jesus. It's like, okay, I had this plan. It's not working out. I'm just going to go be with Jesus. And, and, and I think within that, as our relationship with Christ grows, hopefully a trust for him grows that we can just allow him to change things as time goes on because we have confidence that his plan's better than our plan. Mm. And I think that's the, the timing aspect thing also is, um, you know, all throughout the scripture, um, the phrase wait on the Lord is repeated a lot, mm -hmm. which is difficult. Um, so it's not even necessarily that some, some of the plans we've laid or the goals we have will never happen. It just might not happen when or how we would have accomplished it. Um, because, um, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but it was preached on a Sunday morning here back in October about making plans. Mm -hmm. um, we never plan for us to be changed. And God's plan is for us to be changed. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if I'm making a five-year plan, it's not involved like, hey, I should have a, a life crisis in year three so that, you know, my character is shaped by that. Mm. That's never in my plan. 
Yeah, it's like let's just uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I just want to be devastated. Yeah, for this yeah. Period. I, you know, I've been things have been going way too easy. So let's yeah. have some heartache. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe uh, a critical illness or yeah. a, a global pandemic, uh, so that my character is built up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and God's interested in shaping us uh, on the inside, and so obviously our plans and His timing are probably gonna have some differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think. One of, I remember being pretty devastated by some plans following through when I was 18 and a friend encouraged me to memorize a certain Bible verse and it has stuck with me since then, but it's Isaiah 55, 8, 9. It says, God speaking to Isaiah, it says, for my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. And just as the heavens are high above the earth, so are my ways from your ways and your thoughts my thoughts. So it is that reminder that um, God's scope of understanding and how he is laying out history is going to be so drastically different from my very limited, very self-centered point of view in the way I'm trying to live my life. Yeah. And what would you say to the person that... Are you the person? No, I am asking for for a friend. For your friend? For a friend. The person that feels like well, I've just worked so hard for this and I thought that I was glorifying God by pursuing this, whether that's a relationship, career choice. Again, asking for a friend, not talking yeah. about myself, but just <laughs> just like I've worked so hard for this and my plans are not falling through and I've put lots of time and resources, you know, like yeah. how do you, how do you how would you begin to deal with that? Yeah, so so I think a lot of things in regards to that um would have to be really healthy evaluation of motives. Mm. So like I would say typically when we're devastated by something not happening, you know, I just find myself a lot of times as a Christian, I make my plan and it's it's morally good. So I, I kind of just put the God sticker mm. on it. Like, hey, this is a good <laughs> godly thing. So God obviously approves of it, which is different than letting God shape my plans. And so I'd say when you, when you hit those moments that really feel devastating, like, oh my, God, like, why'd you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. I, I would, I think it takes a lot of like introspection of like your motives. Like what, what about it is so devastating? Cause I think it, what it will reveal is we begin to put our hope in, in something happening, some goal being accomplished, which means even if it's not like a negative thing, like an evil thing, but it means you're not putting your hope, your trust, your faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think God in his mercy sometimes takes good things away from us so that we'll remember that he is the best thing. So it's really an act of God's mercy. Um, sometimes that our, our, even our good plans don't happen. Um, sometimes the worst thing that could happen for us is if we actually got what we wanted. Mm. Write that down. Write that down. That's good. It's a copyright, Jared. Yeah. yeah. I came up with that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I think another thing that my friends struggle with is uh, you touched on it earlier, but just feeling impatient, those feelings of like, okay, God, look at me. I'm relying on you. I've got my head down. It's in my Bible. I'm ready. Where's your, where's your plan for me, God? Yeah. What would you say to that person? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think a good place to look and it's interesting and it's, it's probably not the answer. Most of the time there's the answers we need to hear versus the answers we want to hear. Um, 
I remember for me growing up in church, uh, inevitably for young people, uh, you get quoted uh, the Bible verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm-hmm. I feel like it always ends up on a youth group t-shirt or on a mug or something. Cause this is beautiful. It says, for I know the plans I have mm-hmm. for you, declares the Lord plans for you to prosper. And everybody just like ignores the entire context of Jeremiah 29. And so the chapter, so he says that I know the plans I have for you. And then it's followed up for you will be in exile for 70 years. <laughs> and then after 70 years, I'll take you home. And so it is like our our sense of time and scale. And even I would say when we feel like we've been really patient is probably just not um, a very large perception of what God's doing. Mm. Um, and so you even think right, right now, our church, we're talking about all the times 40 is in the Bible, the time of testing. Um, and so sometimes that's 40 days and then sometimes it's 40 years. And I think there's an aspect of that that God's going to do for all of us since he knows us all intimately. Um, there's probably going to be seasons that we're going to have to remain in because we have not learned the full lesson God's trying to teach us. And so I would say if you find yourself impatient with God, there's just probably something bigger he still has for you that hasn't connected yet. Hmm. That's you can tell your friend that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call them right after this. My friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. But that's, uh, that's the reality is, um, you know, and, and, and time has that, you know, as you get older, which I'm getting super old now, but um, time oh my, just so old. <laughs> time just feels different as you get older and the scale of it feels different. Um, and I think definitely looking back on seasons of wondering, like, what's next or what are you doing, God, or why did this happen? Um, when you're in it, it feels forever. And then when you're past it, 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 it seems a lot more small in comparison to everything else. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you, for your friend, I mean, is there something specific they're trying to figure out at this point in their life? Hmm. Nah, my friend is just, I don't know. I heard that my friend just went through a big breakup and got waitlisted for nursing school. And, uh, yeah, just after some seasons of putting in some work, plowing their fields, their farmer. Yeah, uh, they are just not getting any crops. I guess that's what my friend feels like. So you're single, <laughs> agriculturally inclined <laughs> nursing student friend? Yeah, yeah, this analogy's falling apart there. Yeah, you know, but... Yeah. And I think, you know, I, that's what I think some of the root of that is like, how can we faithfully handle disappointment? yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, and let's it, talk on that. <laughs> let's dig into that. <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the great things about the Bible is that it's very real. And so I think, you know, like I mentioned the Psalms, one a lot of people look to is Psalm 42, which is another Psalm of David. And it just starts out like him talking to himself. He's like, why are you downcast, O my soul? Trust in God. And so it's like, I know the right answer mm-hmm. in my head but my heart hurts yeah and that's that's difficult you know i think that's um 
you know, it's a kind of another topic entirely, but um, I think one of the things we, we need to learn as, as people and definitely as Christians is like the, the Bible doesn't really tell us to like avoid pain. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed to feel the things that hurt um, for a lot of reasons. One, it teaches us stuff and, uh, you know, another, it's a reminder that we're in a broken world. There's something greater we're looking to in the future. Um, there's going to be aspects of life that, that hurt. And that's what um, Jesus said. Um, yeah, in this world, you will have trouble. And so mm-hmm. we're going to have to uh, deal with uh, disappointment and um, yeah, frustrations. And hopefully at the end of the day, those um, push us towards uh, Jesus Christ as um, being more satisfying than anything the world can offer. Um, but there's definitely going to be dark moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you think, you know, the Apostle Paul, he talks about that, you know, he was, things got so bad that they despaired of life itself. That's literally a line in the New Testament. It sounds like, oh, it, life was so bad we wanted to die. And those are the people that knew Jesus very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, John the Baptist's um, life did not go according to his plan. You know, he came preaching and preparing the way for Jesus, and then he ended up getting arrested and beheaded. And before he was executed, he even sent a note to Jesus, like questioning Jesus. He was like, go ask Jesus if he's the one or should I wait for somebody else? You know, and so if, I think um, that should give all of us permission to struggle when we don't understand God's timing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's, that's what the Bible portrays. And like I said, there's a lot of people in the Bible who questioned God cause they didn't get it. Um, and so it's always, it's probably gonna be in hindsight that things make more sense. And when we've kind of passed through that season, uh, hopefully that'll give us more confidence and a better attitude for the next time things don't make sense mm-hmm. because it's been my experience Um, that God will continue to show himself faithful during those times. Yeah. Yeah. So tell your friend. Oh, my. (laughs) To hang in there. Yeah. And to realize there's probably more going on. And that's the other thing, like I said, you know, it says in the Bible, a lot of times wait on the Lord. And Isaiah 40 is a, a good spot to look. It says, for those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's probably not going to be as quick as you'd like it to, mm-hmm. but keep pressing in and asking God what he's trying to teach you through it. Yeah. And then real quick, you mentioned something earlier that I have been thinking about a lot lately. And it's like, you know, in your head, oh, God has a plan for me. Um, you know, God will get me through this. You know, it's all God's perfect timing, but your heart, your heart hurts in the moment. So I would just ask, how how do you begin to align those things? Or what advice would you give to someone to make your heart believe, you know, and so you can feel outwardly better about your circumstances? Yeah. Um, one, we've already said, is wait. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. oh, my God. Uh, the other, I, I find it interesting. You, you get a couple of glimpses in the Bible um, where people don't understand or don't like what happened. I th- I'm thinking of two spots. Um, one is King David. Um, long story short, you know, he he cheats with Bathsheba, then has her husband killed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So, and then God tells him, like when the 
Prophet Nathan comes to David and is like, hey, look, you've done this terrible thing. <laughs> I this know is a long story. Yeah. Well, and God tells him, like, because you've done this, the the child that was conceived through that unfaithfulness is going to die. Mm. And so David, you know, is brokenhearted. He's realized his sin and he goes and he, you know, tears his clothes and he won't eat anything. And he's just praying, asking God to change his mind. And God, God doesn't, which we see in the Bible. And so everybody's terrified that David's going to like kill himself when they, when he finds out the child dies. Um, but they come and they, they tell him and it says he gets up, he cleans himself off and he goes into the temple and he worships. And you also see that in, in the book of Job, um, you know, when all this disaster strikes him, his wife kind of goes off the deep end and she's like, you should just curse God and die. And he doesn't, he worships. And then um, I think it's, it might be Psalm 73. It's somebody looking at evil people. And it's like, hey, why do all the bad guys get the good stuff? <laughs> Basically, he's like, I'm trying real hard and I'm barely making it. And I look at everybody else doing evil things and they're getting ahead. And then, so he's complaining about seeing evil people prosper. And then halfway through it, it's like, it wasn't until I went into the temple and worshiped that I discerned their end. And so I'd say like, if you want something practical, like try to engage in some level of worship because that has that unique ability to unite the head and the heart. Mm. And because I know sometimes even when I'm not really engaged with Jesus, but I go to church and music is happening and it's a song I like, you know, there's something by the time that bridge hits that even if <laughs> my heart hasn't been that engaged, it has a powerful way of kind of uniting the head and the heart of not just being like, oh, I know the promises of God, but it's like, you're singing, you make all things work together for the right good. Mm. And it pulls your heart into it. So that would be the, yeah. the practical other than the waiting on the Lord and just knowing that it's going to take time. I'd say worship has a unique way and not just singing. There's more to worship than singing, but mm-hmm. singing is a powerful way to unite your head and your heart because you have to have your head engaged. You know, you're remembering words, you're trying to stay on tune, but it also, you know, pulls your emotions into it as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got lots to report back to my friend on this. Yeah. Um, this is a good time. Tell her we're all pulling for her. And she might be any, a him. If she wants, uh, if th- they if they have <laughs> any other questions, we're available. Yeah. So um, we hope that this was productive and helps you in some way. And uh, we'll be chatting more. And if you have any questions or suggestions for us to talk about um you can email those to asking for a friend at psbible.com we have our own email set up that's how you know you're for real yeah i mean we've got an email we've got equipment maybe we could get a p.o box yeah um uh thanks for joining us jared no problem and this was asking for a friend episode one see you next time alexa Play God's Plan by Drake.